All right, so we are ready to get started uh, with, with today's topic. And uh, again, I'm gonna go as fast as you want, guys want me or I'll stop in any questions you have. Remember that this sessions on Mondays is uh, for me to answer any questions you might have about your business, all right? And I usually bring two or three questions from the week. Remember that you have access to our coaching program online too, and also to our forum. So I usually bring questions from the forum from the previous week, questions that are very important and are that not only important, but also very common for your business, all right? And I wanna to start today by uh, talking about what we discussed this morning in our phone radio show, all right? Uh, which is 10 things that you can do to reduce stress in your business. And this topic was suggested by uh, Jose Mujica. Jose, if you can say hi for some people that can see you right here. And uh, if you wanna suggest any topic, any topic, it will be more interesting for your business. And guess what? I will thank you very much because it will make my life easier, all right? Because all I have to do is just answer the question. So uh, thank you, Jose, for suggesting that topic, all right? We're gonna get started with that. And please ask, ask any question uh, in the chat and I'll be more than glad to answer them for you today, all right? So I wanna do a review of what we talked about this morning. And I think it's gonna be very, very important for you guys uh, to go through it with me. So let me go right here. First, let me start. I see a lot of new people in coaching today. And uh, I want to review this that I usually start with every week, which is what social conversations are you having in your real estate business right here, right? What social conversations are you having uh, about your real estate business? What do I mean by that? Well, uh, every single time, and I see, uh, ready, let's see, I see Juan, let's see Juan. So I see Jose, right? Jose has his kids in the same uh, school that I have. So if I see Jose, what am I going to do? Good, good, good morning, Jose. How are you? And Jose is going to say to me, good. And you? And what am I going to say? Very good. As a matter of fact, super happy. I just came from an open house or right now. There's an open house at 10 in the morning. So I'm getting ready for the open house. It is an amazing open house. It's a five-bedroom, five-bathroom uh, uh, five condominium, brand-new condominium called Vita in, uh, in, uh, in Coconut Grove. The penthouses are just amazing, and I think I'm going to buy one. So, so uh, just very, very excited. Number two, uh, so I go pick up my son uh, at school at 2 p.m., and who do I see again? Jose, right? Hey, hey Jose, how are you? Good, and you? Good, man, super excited. Uh, I went to the open house. I met a, a client and I got a new listing, by the way. And that, that house went pending. And uh, now I have actually two closings for this week. So very, very excited, very busy week. You know how the real estate market is, all right? Now, in the afternoon, I go and see uh, Oz, right? And I see Oz in, uh, in a soccer game with my son. Hey, Oz, how are you? And he says, good, Orlando, and you? Super good, man. Busy right now. Kind of tired today because I have a new client get, that came from out of town and I'm super, super uh, busy showing him some properties. I went with him, uh, you know, five different properties as an investor. So we're analyzing different investments and it's very, very exciting. All right. So working on a deal, right? 
what I wanted to show you, why I want, what I show, why, the reason I show you this so often is that I want you to understand, guys, all the opportunities that you have to talk to your clients about real estate in a non-pushy way, not, not salesy way. Every single time somebody asks me about real estate, I'm going to mention an open house. I'm going to mention a new listing. I'm going to mention a new client. I'm going to mention that I'm going to do a seminar, a webinar. You just ask me, right? That's it. You just ask me. Now, if you want to engage, I'll go deeper. If you don't want to engage, I'll just stay quiet. Good, man. I have a brand new client. Good. I have. I did an open house yesterday. I'm, I'm tired from the open house. Or guess what? I came from an open house this morning. I just closed a client like this, man. The market is, is super hot. They don't say anything. Oh, tell me more about it. And then we'll continue on. You'll be amazed of how many people will start recognizing you as an expert in real estate if every single time they ask you, you mention that. That simple. By the way, guys, for most of you, you live close to a coast. Many of you guys are in Florida. Many of you are in Mexico or very exciting places, beautiful real estate places. And people want to talk about real estate. The question is, are you talking about real estate? It's extremely exciting right now, pretty much all over the world. I go to Spain very often, especially to Madrid. And uh, the, the real estate market in Madrid is so hot right now. So, so hot, right? Uh, there is a very specific area that I like a lot. It's called Los Jerónimos uh, near Parque El Retiro. And, you know, they're just renewed the, the rich Carlton around there. They have uh, you know, old buildings, but very, very good renovated buildings. And it's, that area is super, super exciting, right? And there are so many areas right now that are extremely exciting in Madrid, in Mexico. We go to Mexico and do seminars in Mexico. It's super exciting, right? And I know in Argentina, there are a lot of places other than Buenos Aires that there are brand new developments. I mean, like huge places, right? I said Constantini, the developer, and it's one of the biggest developers in Argentina and he's the building here. So uh, we go to Colombia uh, and again, we went to Medellin, uh, you know, what, three weeks ago? And there's so many, it's incredible. What, four, four weeks ago, right? Uh, uh, Alejandro and, and, and the buildings and, and new construction. And, and when you're coming from the airport, you see all those beautiful houses in the mountain. Guys, you're in the right, right business. The question is, are you talking about your business enough? Most people are not. All day, all day. All day. There you go. There, and the beautiful thing is that you don't have to be salesy. You don't have to be pushy. You just have to answer the question, how are you? That's all, right? So the, the topic we, uh, you know, I want to talk about today, it's, it's about handling stress, right? And uh, I want to go in order. So I'm going to share this with you. You can take its screenshots uh, so you don't have to write everything. So let's start with the first one right here, all right? So, uh, and I, I don't know why I kept that title. So how to reduce stress? Number one, Jose, and again, you gave me that topic. Number one, exercise. Uh, the most difficult times in my life, the resource that I go to, number one, it's, in, in my case, it's, it's running, all right? For, for some other people, it might be weight uh, lifting and uh, running for me, it's, it, it, it makes, it, it does wonders. And I know for most of you, it does too, right? Uh, get used to it. it it's going to help you a lot, a lot. Uh, 
by the way, one thing that I mentioned during the retreat, I'm not, I'm not telling you to exercise at a very high consumption level. Uh, the way I exercise, because I learned with my trainer, exercise 50 to 60% every day. So you can exercise for more days. Get it? Instead of going super hard, right? 30 to 40 minutes, not very hard. So tomorrow you can do it again. All you want to do it like the book. Remember the people that went to the retreat, the 5 a.m. book, and, uh, and they say you, know, you, want to you want to open your, your pharmacy in your brain. Remember, you have a pharmacy in your brain, and you want to make sure that you uh, open that pharmacy early in the morning. And exercise, 30, 40 minutes, it's more than enough. 30 minutes, it's enough. And don't try to go too hard, because what happens is when you go too hard, you, go to the, uh, you, you start working and you're tired. Does that make sense? All right? All right? So I want to make sure that you exercise most of the day, you know, five, six times a week, uh, a week. All right. That's number one. Uh, and I, and I run for example, for example, on, on Saturdays, about three and a half to four hours, but I run, walk, run, walk. And if I have to walk for 30 minutes, I work for 30 minutes. And sometimes in Miami beach and Fabrice say hi. All right. I, I start uh, running on 21st and I pass by Fabrice building, uh, which is what Fabrice around what 40 something. 50 something? 54. 54, right? And uh, if I get tired, all I do is just get into a supermarket, get uh, some water, whatever, and keep walking. And then if I feel like running, I run again. I'm not competing against anybody. I do it for three, four hours because I want to. And if I'm coming back, I'm tired. I rent a city bike and I come back with a city bike. Again, I'm not forcing. It's three to four hours, but I'm not forcing my body. It's just relaxing, 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 right? So number two, we go to number two, identify your five key projects for Q, Q3. This is the third, we are working on the third quarter of 2022. Unbelievable, right? We're already on Q3 2022. What are your top five projects? Hey, I have a question. It's about, sure? it's about pre-construction projects or projects for my business. You know what? I, I, I might have to change that question, that, that word, because I have that question asked many times. Your projects is your, it's not about pre-construction. It's your, the things you want to, okay. So your, for example, you don't have your email marketing sequence done yet, right? Automated. That's a project for you. Got it? For some of you, you don't have your social media marketing done yet for you so that's a project for you it's not a pre-construction it's a project you have for the for the quarter at most five things right and i was mentioning this morning it doesn't have to be five things it might be three things i was giving the example of our uh, argenis and, and maria alejandra right for the quarter for the past quarter they had three things they wanted to focus on right production construction of their you know team building and finally the school the real estate school right so the only three projects, which is more than enough. For some of you, that's way more than enough, all right? Why does that, Jose, why is that going to lower your stress? Because now you know what to focus on. And you're not being pulled by so many things, right? Now, number three, right here, number three, the top 10 activities for the week. The top 10 activities for the week. 
And let me show you, I usually don't even get to 10 activities for the week. Right here, let me show you right here what I do, right? Look, this is for, let me look for it right now. Where is it? Five, where is it? Five, nine. And this morning already, where is it? Five. There you go. Right here. So I'm going to show you you all right let me show you my top activities for the week so i have it in my ipad right one two three four five six things right these are oops these are my five activities for the week i have six things right here you see i don't know i don't know why you can't see it it's, it's blurry it's blurry i don't even get to 10 right? And I have it as my first page in my iPad. You don't have to have an iPad. You can just put it in your wall. What are the top 10 things that if you say today on Monday, listen, if I accomplish those 10 things, that is two per day, only two per day, right? By the end of the week, by Friday, I'll say, wow, I had a very successful week. That's it. 10. For me, in my case, it's six things this week. No, if you go more than 10, then nothing becomes important. Nothing becomes a priority. If you, only, if you could only pick, only pick 10 things, which one would they be? That's it. And, and if it is fewer than 10, even better. And put it in a wall, in, in front of your office, in front of your bedroom, anywhere, whatever you work, in front of your computer, the fewer things, the higher the probability of you accomplishing those things. Because you're not being pulled everywhere. Right? I'll show you right here. Look at all my quarters. All right? So we are very careful with that. I'll show you all my quarters. Right? So these are my multipliers. I don't know why you... Oh, because it's maybe because of the light. That's what happens. Maybe because of the light. So, but at least... You, can you see... Q3 2021 there or not? Can you see it? No? I know. No, yeah, I see it. A little bit, a little bit. In your phone. Yes. It has to do with the background that you have. No, it's not even the, no, I think it's the, uh, the, the, the iPad protects the, uh, the paper that I have on the iPad. Anyways, that's, those are my, these are my Q3 activities, my multipliers, right? For the quarter of Q3. Can you see it there or not? Now you can? No? Yes. Morale, momentum, and motivation. Okay, no, that's right here. A little bit. No, that's different. Right here, that's what I write. Anyways, that's Q. This is Q4 2021. This is Q1 2022. And this is Q2 2022. And this is Q3 2020. Don't put it Q3. too close to the, to the screen. Just put it a little bit back. Yeah, you can. Right, that. You can if barely not. see it. Uh huh. All right. Anyways, the, the point is, it's not what I have. The point is that I have it very clear. So my team and I work on it every single day. And every morning after exercising, I go through those five things. Okay. And how can I improve those five things to a point where I just memorize it? Now it's very clear with me. Does that make sense? Okay. So what are the top 10 activities to accomplish those five goals? So let me go right now. 
into the next one. All right, uh, right here. Top, thema, top, top three activities for today. So what are your top three activities for today? That's it. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that you're not gonna do anything else? No, but what are the top three things that you need to accomplish? That if you couldn't do anything else, those were the three things you need to do. Business before clients. Remember, we need to put our business before our clients. And I mentioned this, that this morning, right? The reason we are so overwhelmed with things is that we always are being pulled by clients to do things before we do our own things. Business comes first always. And if a client doesn't agree, then we need to refer that client. We need to set the rules. Learn to say no for the mothers in the room. Where are the mothers? You learn, need to learn to say no. All right? Learn to say, and I know it's easier for some than others. And uh, we practice. We need to learn to practice that, right? So like my brother said this morning, uh, it's very easy for me. Maybe because of my, uh, what is it, my personality, but also because I've been trained, right? My coach, Dan Sullivan, every time they ask you for something, the answer is always not now, maybe later, right? Not now, maybe later. Not now, maybe later, but you're not closing the door and you're being polite too, all right? Not now, but maybe later. I already have my five projects. Right, And the more clients you have, the more opportunities you're going to have. The better of a business owner you become, the more things you're, they're going to propose to you. Right, So not now, but maybe later. And there are things that are going to sound very, very good. $10 million client, commercial client, right? Uh, a property in the Caribbean for $50 million that you can get a listing for, right? but very unlikely. Thomas, you raise your hand. Mr. Homa, Thomas. Just to say hi. Just to say hi, Mr. Orlando. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Just to Homa. say hi. Just to say hi. Just to say hi to everyone. Always cool to have you here. So I know you have a very good... Uh, and look, Thomas is one of the most successful real estate agents. I don't, I don't have to say that because you already know it. But listen, you have your, your day. It's every day. You go have coffee in the same place, good breakfast. And when I say good breakfast, I don't mean the, the size. I mean the time you spend having your breakfast, right? So tell me about how you organize your day. You're never in a hurry. You, you, you call me 10 times a day, and I call you 10 times a day. We text each other, and you always text me, text me your, your goals. Uh, Thomas texts me his goals and performance pretty much every single day. Every single day, right, Thomas? And, and he's always, always, saying, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to get to. Oh, there's, there's sound there. There's, this, is, this, is, this is where we are. This is how much I have left in terms of production and team building, right? Every day, Thomas. I can bear. Oh, he's in silence. I think he has a problem with that. 
Anyway. No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. You were saying, I'm sorry. You were saying that that you text me. You text me your your goals every single day, literally every single yeah. day, yeah. and your yeah. progress, not your goals, your progress every single day. Correct. Right. I keep in mind, Orlando, if I may, uh, if I may uh, say something, I keep in mind that whatever activity I do has to be associated with getting closer to my goal. I just don't work to work. Some people are busy just to be busy, so they feel they are working. And this is, I think, a big mistake we all tend to make. Um, I think we should begin with the end in mind, like Stephen Covey says in his book, right? And that's a book I highly recommend to everybody. If you want to center your activities to achieve your goals, it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's an old book. It's not a new book. It's uh, probably about 30 years old at this point. But it teaches the, the same principles and concepts. Whatever you move forward every day has to be in line with accomplishing that particular goal within that particular strategy. So if you're trying to grow your business and you have a strategy, which by the way, Orlando, many people don't have, you should have a strategy, right? As to where you want to go, how you're going to do it, and then start moving forward because many people just work And then, like I say, they move paper around. You take the paper from the right side of the desk to the left side of the desk, and back <laughs> and forth, and back and forth. And then you think you're working. And then you think you're busy. Honestly, you're busy, but you're not working because you are not getting closer by your acts to where you want to go. You're the work, you're, whatever you're doing has to get you closer. So, you know, like you were saying, if you're trying to achieve certain projects or certain goals this quarter, ask yourself from the activities that you're doing, right? Is this getting me closer to where I want to go? If the answer is no, that activity should be, I guess, eliminated or delegated. Eliminated. Or eliminated. Just, it's, it's just not adding to you. It's just not adding to your goals, basically. And I'm sorry I got... Not to, okay, so, so here's the thing. Guys, in order to lower that stress, Jose, who posted the question, the most important thing is to be clear about what I want to accomplish, which is what Tomas was saying right now. How clear am I about what I want to accomplish? So it's three things. Financial goal, which is going to determine the number of transactions that I need to close for the quarter, and then the activities right, to reach that number of transactions that are going to get me to my financial goal. It's very simple. I didn't say it was easy. I said it's, it's a very simple process. Now, the execution, the execution of it is when it gets complicated. And that's why we need to come here every single week. That's why we need to ask the questions in the forum to make sure that the execution It's being performed, but not only performed, but performed correctly. Got it? So once we have that very clear and we review that, and, and that's an exercise that I do in the morning, I do exercises in the morning, and then I do well, when I'm cooling, 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 cooling down, right? Remember, after exercise, you want to cool, cool down 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Ask yourself, all right, perfect. So I know that this is my financial goal every single day. I know that I need to close X number of transactions for the next quarter. And I know that these are my projects, all right, to achieve, right, that number of transactions that are going to get me to that, to that financial goal, 
right? So what are the activities for today? In terms of those projects, what are the activities for today? So I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a technique, right, that I use. So I have my first project, right? It's right here. So imagine your first project right here, all right? My second project is in my right hand. I'm gonna tell you what my projects are, but I, that's, that's, that's the technique. My third project is in my left hand, all right? My fourth project is in my heart, and my fifth one is in my belly, got it? So when I'm walking, right, I review my first, my second, third, fourth, and fifth. And what are the activities for today? I don't know if that makes sense to you, all right? But I put them somewhere, and then I go through the five projects, and I know exactly, and I know, exa I don't know what they are, but then I start thinking about the activities for each, and I give them a couple of minutes for the day. Does that make sense? All right. Now it gives me direction for the. Now I know today what are the activities that I need to perform today, and this usually no more than three or four activities. Does that make sense? That lowers the level of anxiety, the stress that Jose was talking about. All right. So let's go to the next one. Learn to say no. Use your calendar. Use your calendar. Everything should be scheduled. Every I'm gonna show you my schedule for today. Let's see, let me show you my schedule. Hopefully you can see it for today right here. Everything is scheduled, absolutely everything, all right? Even my lunch, hopefully you can see it like this. That's my schedule, everything is scheduled. Even family time right here at the end, family time. Right here, family time at the end, which is all the way at the end. Everything should be scheduled, right? Why? Now I know whether I can perform that activity today or not. Even rest periods should be scheduled. Emails. Listen, if you don't schedule your email, you're going to be checking your email the whole day. Social media should be scheduled. And look at some of you laughing, right? If you don't schedule your social media, you'll be checking your social media all day long. I love social media, right? But I... I shouldn't go into social media at 10.30 in the morning. That's a very productive time. At nighttime, yeah, of course, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, 20 minutes, right? I'm just sleeping. I'm so tired. I'm so tired that I don't want to turn off the light. I'm, all of you go through that process. Like, I'm, I'm just falling asleep and just scrolling down in social media, whatever. I'm just tired, right? But it's, you know, it's not a product. Remember, one hour in the morning doesn't have the same value of a one hour in the late afternoon. And we need to understand that an hour between nine and 10 in the morning, an hour between five and six in the morning is way more productive than an hour between five and 7 p.m. And we need to realize that and take advantage of it. All right. So let's keep going right here. And then we'll go, we're going to go to the questions right now. Use your calendar. Wake up an hour earlier. It is just you want to add an extra day to your weeks. Some people say, I don't have the time. You, what about if I, if I tell you that we can make you instead of seven days a week, eight, eight days a week, you can have eight days a week. You can, if you add one extra hour, only one, one extra hour a day, that's five hours per, per day, right? Per week, only Monday through Friday, one hour. But that hour early in the morning, 
you have no interruption, no email, no phone, nothing. So it's a full hour. You don't go to the bathroom. You don't, you're, you don't eat. It's a full productive hour, which equates to about one, a full, one full day a week. You do that four times a month, you have an extra week every single month, extra week every single month without any interruption. That's it, right there. So wake up an hour earlier. You don't like it after a quarter, you can go back to your old habits. Then practice, practice, practice. What do I mean by that? Guys, we need to practice. If you're going to a pre-construction, you, know, you need to know your pre-construction. If you're going to do a, a listing presentation, you need to know your listing presentation. You need to know your market ahead of time. So you don't have the stress of, oh my God, I'm so stressed because I don't know enough about the pre-construction. I don't know my, my uh, presentation. I don't know how to handle objections, right? Waking up earlier, I got my most important things done early in the morning. So I'm not stressed. <clears throat> Eliminate. Think, ask yourself, what activities can I eliminate? What activities can I automate? And most important, to me, this is the most important one. How many activities can I delegate? How many activities can I delegate? Right? So uh, there's this guy that is in, in our team, right? His name is Rob, and many of you know Rob, and uh, his goal, and, and I'll, uh, for some of you, if you want to see the video, I'll, I'll send you the video later. He uh, mentioned one day in, one of, in, in an event, he said, you know, my goal is to be relevant to my business. And he said, I, I don't know why I'm crying. And this guy makes over a million dollars a month, a month, all right? And he's part of our group, right? Right, Thomas? You've seen that video. It's an amazing medium, right? Uh, that's because he learned how to delegate. That's because he created a system. And that's what we're here for, right? So ask yourself, can I eliminate, can I automate, or can I delegate this activity? Everything that you do, and I'm going to make it even simpler than that. You can eliminate, automate, or delegate everything but everything but please write this down and you know it specialized knowledge you need to be the expert right number two marketing strategy not marketing execution email marketing social media you shouldn't be doing any of that somebody else should be doing that for you you should be paying somebody to do your automation of emails social media campaigns the strategy is yours so you need to analyze the strategy if i ask you you know what's the cost per lead how many leads are you getting how often are you getting those leads where are the leads coming from, right? What are the leads interested on? That's you. That's as, as the business owner, you need to know that. You need to know that, but you need to know how to, how to set up the whole process. And then number three is sales conversations. That's your job. You, you develop your specialized knowledge. You analyze the marketing to make it more efficient to get to the sales conversations. Everything else should be handled by somebody else. Does that make sense, Orlando? Even the first contact, uh, even the first uh, approach, when the when somebody writes me that he likes some property, the first contact I do it myself or my assistant. 
it, it depends on where you are. So for example, we have uh, Carolina Pacheco, for example, right? And you know Carolina, right? So the first, but, but so at the beginning, she was the one handling the first, the first contact. Okay. So it depends on where you guys are. If I'm new, right? I want to handle the first contact because I want to develop my communication skills, right? If I'm new. And if I'm new, I'm not generating that many leads. Got it? Maybe 30, 40 leads per week. But if I'm already experienced, I have a team and I'm generating three, 400 leads per month, per week, then I can delegate like Carolina, for example, right? Carolina delegates that to a person who filters the first contact. And only the most qualified, the most interested people get the opportunity to talk to her. Does that make sense? So it depends on where you are. And at the beginning, I want you to talk to those people. It's tedious. You're going to get tired. Many of those people are not qualified. Many of those people are just you know, looking around. And that's OK, because at the beginning, it's not about how much money you make. At the beginning, it's about the person you're becoming to then delegate that process. Does that make sense? Cool. Yes. All right. All right, so I got a, a, a bunch of, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, all right, so Jose says, Orlando, what is the best way to organize your leads? Do you organize them by hot, warm, or cold? What works well? Do not forget to follow up. All right, very good. So I'll give you my system right here. Very old fashioned, all right? Uh, and the reason I don't do, that's me. It doesn't matter, uh, Jose, uh, which system you use, right? So this is my old system, and I'm going to show it to you. Limited my background. Look at what I have. Very old. <laughs> what, what do you laugh, Jose? You're not supposed to laugh, man. It, it's effective, but it's simple. <laughs> All right, so... I have it, yeah, divided by, by three things, right? So I have the, the cheats, right? So hot, warm, and cold, right? Hot, warm, and cold. Okay. But you need to separate them, right? And there is, there is right here, right? I'm going to show you right here. So I'm going to just, the, the information, I don't know why the camera, there's something wrong. So the information that I have with them, right? And then you write down the five questions. What do they want? Where they want it? Why they want it? When they want it? And how often? And uh, and how much? Right. That's one system, right? Another system that I used to do uh, use when I wasn't, you know, in big big production. It's I get a three ring binder. Got it? Three ring binder. Make sense? These people come out of here, and I put them in a three ring binder with a with thirty one taps. 1 through 31, which is the date. Get that? So Jose is hot, right? And I know that I need to follow up with Jose. Does that make sense? But when, let's say today's the 9th, the 15th, I put it in the top 15. So when I get to day 15, I know exactly who I need to talk to. Does that make sense? Yes or no? Go to yes. Office Depot, three ring binder with 1 through 31 tap. And that's the day that I follow up with him. I'm not going to remember who Jose is, right? 
no clue. When that day comes, you have no idea. And you wrote so many things about that client and you have no clue because you talk to so many people. Does that make sense? And that's how you don't forget to follow up. That's my system. There are so many systems. You can use whatever system you want as long as it works for you. But the three ring binder with a one through 31 tap works fantastic for anybody, whether you're old school or you're old techie. Does that make sense, Jose? Yeah, I love it. Because what's happening is I'm balancing a lot between KV Core and I, I like it. I like the written form of it. So when someone calls me, I have different funnels of lead generation and I'm, I'm losing myself. So. So, except, so what I suggest you is that you write in one page the five questions, right? In one page. What do you want? Where do you want it? Why, when, and how much? Mm -hmm. You put the date and the name of the person with their contact information. And then you put the date you want to follow up. That's simple. Okay? Yep. Um, I'm sorry. What, um, what would be the strategy for the ones that have not answered for whatever reason? Sometimes we call them in the mornings, very late at night, and they are not picking up. What is the strategy? Very good question. So it's a three-time, you know, three-strike approach, right? So you contact them in the morning. They don't answer. You have a session in the morning, you have a session in the afternoon, and then you have a session during Saturdays, 10.30 to 1, right? And then two weeks later, you do the same again. Because sometimes they're on vacation. And when you call them two weeks later, say, oh, yeah, I called you two weeks ago. Yeah, I was on vacation. So you train in the morning, you train in the afternoon. Morning is 9 to 11. Afternoon if five to seven and Saturdays is 10 30 to one. Got it. They do not answer. You try them two weeks later. They do not answer. Delete them. All right. Perfect. All right. So let's go into the next question right here. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Sebastian. You're talking about something. Let's see, Sebastian. Uh, something has no to do with productivity. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ladies, Daniel, how many open houses is recommended for a pro uh, property? Very, very good question. How many? How many? Thomas, that's a question for you. How many are recommended? How many open houses are recommended for a open house? A week? Norm normally, I would do two a week at least. And uh, if you could do a third one, even better. There you go. Very, very, very good. Very, very good. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So let's see. Let's see. Next question. Let's see right here. Let's see, next question. By the way, open houses. The way we do the open houses, very important, all right? The day of the open house, let's say it's Thomas open houses, right? It's Thomas Hoffman day, got it? It's Thomas Hoffman day, meaning I want everybody in the community to know it's the open house. So I wanna do as many signs as I'm allowed by law, literally. 
Okay, it's not one or two for cell science. And look at Katya, and you know Katya because you've been in one on one with me for a long, long, long time, right? For a long time. So I want you to have 10, 12, all right? Up until the point that the city comes and say, listen, you put one more sign and look at Katya. And you, you know that. And you know, you've been very successful with that uh, to a point where it's, listen, no more signs, right? And that's pretty much the only time you knock on your neighbor's door. Say, listen, hey, Katya, how you doing? I uh, just want to let you know that I'm having a, an open house today from two to five, right? At one, two, three Main Street. And we're going to be talking about the three things you need to know before putting your house, putting your house for, for sale in the market. The three mistakes owners right here in Miami Beach, you live in Miami Beach, Katia. The three things uh, owners in Miami Beach need to know before they sell their property. Got it? So if you're interested, I'll be there and I'll be more than glad to answer those questions for you. Next time I do the same thing. Hey, Katia, how you doing? Katia has no clue who I am. Just wanted to let you know that we're doing another open house here in the area, right? I want to do Main Street like, like last time. And we're going to talk about exactly what I did to sell last, prop, last, uh, last property for a record price in a record time. If you're interested, I'd be more than glad to have you in the open house. By the third time, Katya knows exactly who I am. Now I'm positioning myself as the expert of choice, but I'm not knocking on a door just to try to sell something to anybody. I'm just informing you that your neighbor is selling their home. And Thomas, usually who goes to the open houses? The neighbors. The neighbors. <laughs> the first ones are the neighbors, always. Exactly. They want to find out what's going Curiosity on, always. Kills the cat. I'm sorry? Curiosity kills the cat. Exactly. They're always so nosy. They're always so nosy to see how the neighbor did the remodeling, you know. Exactly. They'll come. Exactly. And, and I think that also, like, I do a lot of open houses on condos, for example, and uh, the, the way to do open houses on condos is that if you do it once or twice, it's never going to work. You have to do it like, it, sometimes you get nobody, but you only do it for one hour, one hour and a half if you're really, really tight on time, and then um, you only let one person at a time. Because when you let one person at a time, and right now with Corona, we have a good excuse, you can really take their information, <laughs> right? Uh, and when you take their information, you can follow up and you have like a more quality sales conversation as opposed to they all running into the open house and you know, you got maybe one, one contact. More, very good. Now, remember, if you go to our sessions right here, I'm trying to look for it right here. Uh, let me see it right here. If you go, give me one second. Now that you're talking about open houses, uh, I want you, I want you to make sure you download the open house guide. All right. Cause the question was about open houses, but I want you to have the strategy. One thing is to answer your question about an open house and a completely different thing is to have a complete, a full strategy. It's a four step strategy to have a successful open house. So I want to share with you if you want to go with me right here, let me see right here. Let me go to you guys right here. Oh, I lost you guys. There we go. Okay. So I want you to go here. Okay. Where am I? Hold on one second. All of you can go to your library in the, at the Montier organization. All right. Let's see. Uh, okay. Here we are. So I want you to go here for those of you who want to do open houses. Share right here. Uh, right here, you go to library, English, okay? 
library English right here. And then you keep scrolling down. And then you're going to have the open house guide, right? You click in here. You download that guide. And we're going to explain to you exactly the four steps to a successful open house. Now, it's just not a tip. You need to prepare for the open house, all right? And the guide explains to you exactly how to do it. And it's taking a little bit of time to download, but take the time to do it. If you're going to do an open house, make sure you have this guide, all right, right here, where we teach you, all right, how to prepare for the open house, how to create traffic for the open house, how to do the marketing for the open house, what to do during the open house, and then the post open house strategy. All right, make sure you have that. Make sure you have that. All right, perfect. So let's continue right here. Let's see to the next one. Uh, Veronica says, what's the program you show in the iPad? It's called uh, Good Notes. Good Notes, it's a steal. They charge $7.99, not a month, $7.99 and that's it. It's pretty much, the best program I've seen in an iPad. It's incredible. I have over 1,200 pages in that iPad, in that, in that note. I highly, highly recommend it, all right? Uh, says, coach, when uh, can we have a topic about virtual assistant? Uh, plan to get rid of it, and which plan can I ask? Okay, so us, if you can prepare me, do me a favor, uh, prepare five to seven questions about, about virtual assistants and... Uh, and I will, we'll have that topic next week. About a month, a month and a half ago, we dedicated the whole hour to assistance. So uh, to, uh, you know, virtual assistance, uh, assistance that you have uh, physically in your, in your office or in your office space. So we can talk about that next week, but I want your specific questions. I don't want to repeat the same thing that I did last time. So uh, make sure you bring your, your specific questions, put them in the, in the forum, and I'll make sure that I'll prepare them for you uh, for next session. All right? Thank cool. you. All right, you're welcome. Uh, okay, VA, so Janet. So Janet is always also interested. Uh, let's see. Uh, where can I find the statistics for the market? Very simple, MLS. And what are the statistics we want to look for? Six things. You don't need to know a lot about a market, but you need to know these six specific things, all right? Number one, number of properties for sale in your area number of properties for sale. And look at Thomas going like this. It's impossible for me to position myself as an expert when I don't know even, I don't even know how many properties are for sale in my area, in my building, in my community. Number two, the average price of those properties, right? How can I be an expert if I don't know the average price? Number three, the average price per square foot, right? Number four, the highest for sale. Number five, the lowest for sale in my community, in my building, in my farm area. And then finally, days on the market. Days on the market. Days on the market. Right? Those six things I need to know. 
the beautiful thing, and Thomas was saying that this morning, the beautiful thing about that is that if you check your MLS every single mo morning, it's called a hot sheet, right? In the MLS, it will give you that statistic every 24 hours. So you wake up, you're brushing your teeth, you see that, and then you look at that information. And you need to know that information for your one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom units, for all of them, okay? You're welcome, Griselle. Good, uh, Kata said, good notes, no more paper. Kata, I know you know, you use that a lot. So there you go, it's amazing, right? So, and uh, and then you uh, you, uh, you you were really mad at me at, during the retreat because I was using the paper and the three ring binder. So there you go, very good, very easy to use, very easy to use, all right? Uh, right. Uh, okay, Sandra says, could you repeat the times for the calls? Yes, so between... 9 and 11, 11.30, 5 to 7 p.m. during the week, all right? And then 10.30 to 1, Saturdays, right? Thank you, Alejandro, you put that information there, all right? Do you recommend making phone calls every day, Orlando? Yeah, of course, every single day. Yeah, your follow-up calls. Remember, am I talking about cold call? Cold call? No, I'm talking about the, the leads that we have. Yeah, very good, yeah, every single day. All right, the faster you communicate with those new leads, all right, the harder they're gonna be, okay? Very, very, very good. Uh, lady says, for open houses, what about the gated communities? I did one, but nobody show up. That happens sometimes, as you know, Katya was saying, Katya, right? You said that Some, sometimes people don't show up. And in, even in gated communities, uh, when you have the open houses, uh, they, they lay you in, they lay you in in the, in the in the, in the uh, gated community. So that's normal, but sometimes they don't, they don't show up, right? So uh, lady, please download the open house guide to create more traffic and how to do the proper marketing for, uh, for that open house, all right? That might increase the number of people. And, and that is strange right now that nobody show up because the market is so, so, so hot right now that I mean, people are doing lines in you know during during the open houses. All right. So let's see right here. So how can I be successful in an open house when the property is located in a non very attractive site? So what's the answer? Right. A property is not that is not attractive or not. A property is attractive or not because of the price. Even if it is not an attractive area, if the price is right, it's gonna sell quick, quick. Even in those non-attractive areas, a lot of investors love to purchase those properties. Got it? So it is not that the property is not attractive, it is that the price is not attractive. Make sense, right? So Marta said, I have three words in my mind who identify clarity, simplicity, and focus. I'm clear what I want to, I need to focus on how should I apply the simplicity, all right, through the tools. All right, Marta, I didn't understand the question very, very well. We have a lot of questions, so I got to go fast. Uh, lady, also, what about non-soliciting communities? If you're doing open houses, you're not soliciting. So very important. Open houses is for a property you already have. Uh, hello, Carlos says, Orlando, you suggest to say the neighbors the three secrets to sell at the highest record price and the fastest time. Yeah, at, a high, at the highest price and fastest time. 
Uh, what would you say are those three secrets? What are those secrets for you? So in my case, by the way, you don't tell them, all right? You explain them when they go there. So number one is what? What's the number one thing that will sell a property? Price. Price. Number two is what? Staging the, proper, the property correctly. There are many, there are many. I'm just giving you three. And the other one would be what? The right what? Promotion. But promotion is not just marketing. Promotion is what you give the buyers to become interested on the property, helping them with the closing costs, helping them with the moving, helping them with utilities, right? So it's a whole strategy behind it. And that's why we teach Carlos. And, and that's why you go with the, what we call the black box, all right? So I gave you just three of them, right? You can have five, you can have seven. At the end of the day, it's not about the, the top, the, the, the three or the five or the seven. At the end of the day, it's giving something of value to that client, right? Uh, what is the name of the iPad? The application where we set a good note. Uh, uh, Luz, we're going to talk about virtual assistants, all right? Uh, later, um, next, uh, next week. So definitely that's going to be the topic. Marcela too. So huh. Marcela, a lot of people interested in virtual assistants. Right. Uh, so Grisel says, this is, please, everybody pay attention to this one. Is it logical to form a zip code or just a micro neighborhood on that zip code? Grisel, please go to module number two. I'm sorry, do module number one and module number two. I'm going to give you a quick overview. All right. We explained to you that you need to identify an area of 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. Get it? It doesn't matter if it is a zip code and zip codes are usually too big, right? 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. Ideally, that area should be within a mile of where you live because where you live is where you know what's happening. I live in the Gables, right? So I know exactly what's happening. I know it's, I know a lot of what's happening in the Gables, not because I'm paying attention. It's because I'm driving around the Gables the whole day. Does that make sense? All right. So I want you to watch module number one and module number two. Christy says, you know, what are the three things, the, the six things we need to know about the, an area? Again, watch module number one and module number two. All right. Anyways, you gave, uh, you received the answer right here. Uh, Guys, everybody's asking about virtual assistants. Definitely, that's the topic for next week. Don't worry. And I love those questions. You're thinking about delegating, right? Remember, the question is never about how. The question is always about who. Who can help me, right? Uh, let's see. Orlando. Yes. How, how do you want us to submit you the questions of the virtual assistant to help forum. you? In the forum. In the forum. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Jose Leonardo, congratulations. You got another listing and one is under con con on the convert. Very, very, very good. Congrats on that. Congratulations. All right. All right. Uh, Edna, we're going to have that follow-up. All right, guys. So I think that for today, I have a lot of questions. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I have a pre-construction I want to sell already. Hmm. 
All right, so. Alina says, very good, and we're finished. We're gonna finish with this. So Alina said, Orlando, I finished module number one. Should I keep on the second right away? If you master module number one, Alina, and you finished all the assignments for module number one, you go to second, to the second module, all right? But only, and only if you finished all the assignments for module number one, and you understood or don't have any doubts about module number one. It's not about going through all the modules. It's about mastering each module, all right? So to summarize it, let's go back again to what we did today in order to delete that or to lower that stress. Number one, exercise early in the morning. Do you know, ask yourself right now, are you clear about your five projects for Q number three? Are you clear? Develop the habit of identifying your top 10 activities for the week. After this session right now, you should be identifying, you've closed this session today and you identify your top 10 activities for the week. That's it, that's it, all right? Now, three activities for today. What are the top three things you need to get done today? Develop that habit and you don't do anything else until you get those three things done. Remember, your business always comes before a client. And if you need to refer that client, refer that client. Learn to say no. Use your calendar for everything, absolutely everything. If it is not in your calendar, it's not gonna happen. The magic of waking up one hour earlier, is just unbelievable what we can get done. Remember to practice before you need it. All right, eliminate, automate, and finally delegate. And that way, that's the way we're going to close today because next week, all we're going to do is talk about how to work with an assistant, what to pay an assistant, right? Where to find the assistant. And the most important thing, not how much to pay them. You see, most of you have the money to pay them and most of you will know where to find them. But the most important thing what do we need that assistant, assistant to do during the week in order of priority? That is the key. By the way, the idea is not that you have one, but two, three, four, five people. Then you have a team of people helping you so you can concentrate on specialized knowledge, marketing, and sales conversations. And like that, my friends, we close the session today, All right? So it's been a pleasure to serve you today. I'm sorry if I couldn't answer all the questions for you today, all right? Uh, a lot of questions, over 67 questions, all right? Remember, tomorrow at 10 in the morning, we have the session in Spanish with my brother, Daniel. Some of you said, thank you, Daniel. That was good, Daniel. I'm not Daniel. My name is Orlando Montiel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. So big hugs to everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 in the morning. Thank you.